This is Navigate with ID Enang. Good afternoon, Uncle Heidi. <laughs> Ify, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I can't say anything. Aww. Not under these very interesting conditions that interesting, you are placed in. Interesting, but I, <laughs> I'm sorry. you know, um, I'm sorry. I'll, I won't tell listeners that. Um, yeah. If he has a way of dealing with me, sorry, she's the only one that enjoys the pleasures of the space. <laughs> well, I'm not enjoying uh, it now. I'm I'm <laughs> actually with her, and then I have a special guest today who I'll introduce to you all. Um, first of all, friends, I'm I need to thank you for tuning in, tuning in to the program, and thank you for your feedback so far. Interestingly, we are going to be talking about feedback very soon. But I want to thank you for the comments. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for your numerous messages um, concerning my election as the first vice president of the National Institute of Marketing of Nigeria. I'm also grateful uh, for those that voted for me and also grateful to those that supported me in the least possible way, but also turned out to be great. To all of you, I say a big thank you and God bless you. We've been on this beautiful path of what I call strategies for self-development. And just in case you tuned in for the first time, we started this whole journey looking at succession planning and management. At the very beginning, of course, succession planning is what our organizations do for us. And they then we then try to manage you from one role to the other. However, the tide has turned. The game has changed. The turntable is spinning. And guess what? It's now spinning and looking at you as an individual. As an individual, what are you doing to develop yourself, to present yourself in such a way that somebody will be proud to say, that's my successor. Someone will be proud to say, that is a man or a woman I would like to take over from me. And he or she begins to work with you to get you, to manage you into that space that they've seen. To join me on today's um, talk show, which uh, is quite interesting. I have uh, a very good friend of mine. I mean, we've shared different things. Um, he's one of those men that are very, there are very few in the world who would come very early in the morning and just walk through your security gate, you come through, rather than come through the front door, will come through the, the back door, the kitchen, and walk all the way and then knock the, the bedroom and say, when I still sleep, and then you then wonder, who would be that? There are not more than three people in the world who would do that? That tells you the extent of the relationship. Uh, a very good friend, a brother, an ex-colleague, and also a, a business partner. So many parts into one. And I asked him to join me, not just because he's a friend, is an ex-colleague. We, we had our, our great times at Cadbury, Nigeria. Um, but more importantly, because he's a man that has so much insights and will be able to share from his own pool of knowledge. I present um, to some while I introduce to others uh, Mr. Rashid Mohammed. We call him RM. Just when you say RM, everybody understands. Um, RM, you're welcome to navigate with ID. Thank you very much, ID. It's good it's to have you. It's a pleasure to join you on this program. Now, this is one of those rare times when it's just you and I and the rest of the world you can see. Precisely. Uh, and then I know, um, is it your first time on radio? Yes, it is. I did. Are you? No, I can't believe you. You're a journalist, man. Yeah, I used to. I used to be a journalist. Yeah. In the, in okay. The 90s. Yeah. You were print. You were late, late, late 80s. Yeah. Late 80s, yeah. In the days, like my Kalababu will say, Yampion. Mm. 
That was the yes, newspaper. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. na- na- national champion. Exactly. You know, I tease my people a lot. So when I tease you, don't get upset. Now that I don't start with myself, Mona Novex. RM, welcome to Navigate with ID. Thank you very much. You know, I'd like to make this session a bit um, interactive. You've had a very, very successful, to the glory of God, uh, career thus far. And um, it would be nice, you know, um, within the context of overall succession planning and management, once upon a time, you were an employee. Um, You started your career. I mean, we just talked about it. You started from... Um, champion and then newspapers and I think was it champion newspapers if I remember champion magazine champion magazine yeah. thank you that's many many people would be wondering did we ever have champion magazine in this country yes yeah, we, we did once upon a time and then you stepped into a luscious terrain um, by the way um, Rashid is you know is a supply chain expert you know logistics and everything end to end I can go on and on talking so much about him but I want you to share and let us go on this journey. A few of the things that I talked about, and I've been using the first principle, this is really what helped me in the course of my career. And a few times I've had to share some of the things that happened uh, when I joined Cadbury. Um, and then, actually, I, I met Rashid in Cadbury. He was one of my very senior guys that helped me, you know, as we wrestled through to bring the company back. Um, do you believe... You know, coming through the career and experience, tell us about your understanding of succession planning and how you saw it play in your almost three decades now, if not more. It is. Yeah. So share share your experience with us, and let's see if um, if it will give us some insights on what will, people can can lean from. Well, um, just to say, um, after my youth service, which I did in Jaws in the the late 80s, um, early 90s, um, actually worked in Kaduna oh. with um, a management consultative company called Suleiman Associates. And uh, I thought I could build my career on uh, management stuff. Management, uh, as a yeah, management, consultant. Uh, management consultant. Really, I'm hearing yeah. that for the first yes, time. Yes, I did. Wow. Um, we, that was the days of the agricultural projects. Okay. Um, I was actually, um, actually handled the the. Cano Castina projects under the ADP program. Okay, um, mm. uh, but somehow um, it didn't it didn't work out. So I came down to Lagos to join the the Champion newspapers, which was very interesting. And were you there when Paul Bassi, my brother, was there? Yeah, I was there when Paul Bassi, Emeka, um, mm. Family Boke. Wow! I think my my immediate boss then was I think he's a gentleman that handles the magazine today for Zenit. Um, I can't really remember his name now. Um, mm. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But he's the one in charge of the in, um, internal magazine of oh. Zenit uh, Bank PLC. No, don't call their name. Yeah. They are not sponsoring the program. Exactly. So I will know, but I'm just joking. But if <laughs> no, you, we are, we are so, looking for um, sponsors and then we are giving Zenit to come and sponsor them, we no, can yeah, I mean, give I mean, them all the bells no and whistles. Problem, I'm just ID. teasing you. Don't no, worry. It's fine. This is part of what makes the show I, I, what it is. Uh, yeah, um, social planning actually uh, worked out very well for me in mm. Calvary, Nigeria. And I also saw it grow, especially uh, given the background on the uh, kind of program that the then um, managing director, uh, Dr. Seke Kolade, that, that handled, that brought some of us on board in the 90s. And I also saw it work through um, the process that I have to actually go for a two-year secondment mm. to Cabri to Cabri Schweppes, 
which um, I, I met my colleagues all over the world, and we actually did a program called Probe. By then, it was the main thing in the, mm. in the, in the corporate world where we have to um, automate all the systems that needed to be done to position so the company. So essentially, you, you can say safely that you've had the privilege of um, enjoying succession management. Yes, I did. So that, and and um, when you started as I mean I recall you said because there are a few people now that start the journey you thought you were going to be a management consultant yeah exactly and it didn't work out you left Kaduna came to Lagos and by the way you know this man does not come from any of those areas is universal is very much uh, idolistic in law of mine uh, <laughs> if you understand what that means but you moved into journalism and then. All of a sudden, now I'm hearing you in corporate, fast-moving consumer goods company, Cadbury. So how did that, when did you switch? But are you saying that there wasn't any planning in any of these other places that interested you? I think, I think basically um, what made me to join um, Champion Newspapers then was the fact that uh, during my university days, I was actually writing for the Guardian newspapers. Oh, you wrote yes, for the Guardian. I did, I did um, on the opinion pages. Wow! Uh, but my my direction then was on science uh, and the, the agricultural science and all that. So we we tried to. Um, I, I did have to look at where 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 my interest lies, where my interest lies, and uh, it happens that um, when uh, when the management training program started. It's, it gave me the opportunity to actually have a have a go at it in Cabri, Nigeria. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you so you, you're a product away, of the yeah, actually, management training exactly. system. Exactly. So oh. I actually moved away from. Uh, that from, means we uh, have some things. You know, yeah. people are going to say, "So how come you didn't know?" Truth is, I'm hearing that for the first time that That's you true. actually went through MT. Yeah. We know so much about each other, but there are little details that just spring out just from that. This was not rehearsed. That's exactly. oh, okay, fantastic. Well, you know, one of the things I've talked about on this um, um, RM is that you and I have come through the career direction, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to stop just at the point of your your career moving over, managing some very, you know, big um, businesses, uh, logistic companies, and where you are now as uh, as a director at uh, at Mikado. Now, um, I really want to, you know internalize this you know and situate it in somebody's space i've been talking about people understanding their the gaps and the gaps is about the competency portfolio let me tell you how i started i said and you tell me if you believe me or not i said politicians do well at succession planning better than the electorate understand so you know politicians are right now 2023 they're already positioning people and working towards it and managing it so that they present the candidate to you and then you'll all take, but we don't even bother checking who is the right place, who is the right person, who is in the right place, who is the right person. They present us with whoever, and we have to choose between two <laughs> two spirits. One can be physical, one can be spiritual. And then we end up having and we complain thereafter. In like manner, when you look at our careers, there is something within the gaps, which I call the G stands for goals, abilities, perceptions, and success factors. As 
a growing executive, you know, even at your junior into middle and then into senior management, now your executive management, did you set goals for a term period? Did you set goals for a long stretch? How did you know that one day you will become a, su- a supply chain a logistics expert? Was it something you just picked up on the course of the road? Um, and how did you build your ability that someone can say, come, you and I should form this company. Let's form this 10 billion naira investment company or do some business. You know, how, how did that progress? I just want to lean okay, on uh, your, your experience a yeah, bit. Uh, I did. As usual, you've asked so many questions. Yes. But I, <laughs> but I will say that um, in the 90s, uh, late 80s and early 90s, I think the concept of management training program was life. Uh, I could remember having friends in Nigerian breweries. I was, I'm a that. product of it. Too, exactly. Yeah. So um, somehow when it got to the 20s, the 1999, year 20, 2000, year, year 2000 and all that, it just right. fizzled out. And I, I still don't, didn't really understand how that whole process really get out of hand because um, we, we had some of us that became managing directors in some companies. Correct. Even even the gentlemen I met outside Cadbury, uh, some of them actually ran, like the gentleman that was with me in the year 2000, actually ran one of the Cadbury uh, subsidiary uh, somewhere in Mexico, uh, in South America. So I I still don't really um, understood understood what happened to this management training program in the in the context of in the context of what building future, of, leaders, of future for leaders for our, for because, our country because um i will tell you that uh when when i when i did that program we were 20 of us and uh, very um, i think we have one or two that 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 I, I couldn't relate with but the rest 17 or 18 of us are still very active in our respective uh, i'm talking about uh 24 years ago yeah, modern. Yeah, yeah, modern, modern 24 years ago. Modern, no, yeah. sorry, 30 years ago. 30. Yeah, 30 years ago. And most of us are running our business. And um, and one thing I could still remember very well was the way the selection was done. The selection process. Yeah, selection. Did no, you guys know, go it, to WIAC? No, did you go yeah, to, I did. I did. You did uh, no, I actually did mine in Uniland. Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, did uh, ours in Yabatek uh, yeah, when exactly. I was at, yeah. But what I'm trying to say here is mm. that the selection even among us, mm. after the introduction to the to the business, yeah, because I was actually sent somewhere, but there was a there was there was a gentleman uh, I don't want to call his name, who actually said no. This gentleman seems to be uh, has so much energy. And I think, and you can, have overdosed and, 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 and I think he can come to his department, which was supply and, chain, uh, which was supply chain. Then, okay, uh, and so and, and that's how I entered from a buyer to mm. a, a, a logistics man, and uh, went to Cadbury, did did demand planning, supply planning, and all that. Then came back, become the head of the procurement team, and from there I eased out. And I think what was uh, what I could also remember was that I have this strong entrepreneurial. Scale modern, yeah. So modern, I, strong, yeah. yeah because yeah. I, I, I've, I've always <laughs> said to my colleagues then that yeah. if this business is yours, how would you? How will you do it? Will Correct. you just run away and go home and sleep? So in terms of the career building, I think I have very good uh, uh, people along my path. Um, some of them didn't like me, but some of them um, uh, didn't have any choice. But the mm. critical thing was that anytime my name comes up for discussion. It has always said, leave that, leave that gentleman. That gentleman that comes to work at six thirty and leaves at nine o'clock. 
That's how they used to call me. So <laughs> six thirty a.m. Six thirty a.m. Oh, and you live at nine. I, I live at nine. Wow, that's so, like uh, fifteen hours. Exactly. So and 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 you've actually kept that. Yeah. You know, when I introduced, did you like the way I introduced yeah, you? Yeah, it's fine. I'm because it's fine. you this when people will not understand that very early in the morning, Rashid, you know, is probably RM is going to work, and he'll just pass through our house, and then you'll go through the gates, and then you wake us up, and when I see they sleep, eh, but. The reality of that energy, I've seen that energy in you all the way through and still there. We are going to switch gears and then go to our country. This was just a segue to prepare and ask ourselves the question. You know, you, I'm so glad that, you know, sharing your experience of how you, you were prepared and how you went through the process, the management trainee program, that top-rate corporations then be it Guinness, Nigerian Brewers, Cadbury, Unilever, I mean, name it, all the man, the MNCs, sorry, MNCs, multinational corporations, corporations. MNCs, when yeah. I say that, I'm sorry, I know I use a lot of acronyms, guys, that in this country, late 80s, early 90s, I'm a product of it. And that's why today you find that we are wondering why we do not have, there's a lacuna. Why we we rather prefer now to send people, they'll talk about uh, sending people to INSEAD, Harvard. Not that there's nothing wrong with it, but actually grooming inwards, we lost that flavor. We're going to switch gears very shortly. But before I go, let me, what type of um, track would you want us to play? We'll prepare that for you and then I'll switch gears and tell you that the next segment we're going into from a national standpoint because succession planning and management, why is Nigeria looking unproductive? Is it because we are not planning? Is it because we are not managing our people well? What should we do differently? And I really want to pick you know, your thoughts on it, given the bastion of your experience and seeing what it is today. You made mention of a, a small set of yourselves as management trainees, in my set, we were 11 at the time. My, I mean, my batch in marketing then in Guinness. Um, save for one of us that has gone to be with the Lord. I can tell you that the other 10 are, are doing so well now. And we are in our 50s. So what has changed? Can we say about the same in 20 years' time? Because we don't have the raw materials now. What is the nation doing? We'll be right back. But let's hear what type of track would you like to listen to? I know... Is, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, you listen. Music in you my have head, all kinds. Let me listen to Chariot of Fire. You, no one give us the one we will not go get here. No, she has. Eh? Yeah. If if we don't have Chariot of Fire, because we are not on classic. Chariot of Fire. Chariot of Fire. No, this because we're we classic. Classic is carrying a bastion. <laughs> you know. Let me give you a track that Rashid will like. Okay, I think I have it. You have it. Yes. Oh, okay. So well. We'll listen to Chariots of Fire, and when we come back, I'm going to take you up on all of this, and I'll, let's talk a bit about our country and how we can help and how people can begin to prepare themselves across board. This country must become great again, and it's going to be in my lifetime. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. This so, is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, dear friends. I hope you've been fine. Oh, sorry, I take that. I hope you found this very interesting. That you found the music, Chariot of Fire. I was trying to educate Ify. I remember the good old days when sitting in Lagos here, and kudos to Lagos Television, LTV, uh, LTV when they pioneered weekend television. Okay. 
Chariots of Fire was the soundtrack then. And whenever you listen to it, you know that it was non-stop. Now, these days, you're seeing it was never like that in the beginning. We never used to have um, movies running through uh, 24-7 transmissions. Once upon a time, once you see the colors, you know, and the sound comes on, then somebody comes on at at 4 o'clock, and by 12 midnight, bam, everybody goes to bed. But Lagos Television pioneered something, and this was the soundtrack, Chariots of Fire. RM, thank you for taking us way back into thank the past much, of reflections. Now, talking about reflections, succession planning and management. Nigeria is in all kinds of, we are in a doldrum. Whether you want to talk about productivity, whether you want to talk about values, whether you want to talk about um, uh, development, everything seems to go wrong. I mean, yesterday I was watching the House of Reps and NDDC and all of that, and I asked myself, how did we get here? You know, as a manager, as a managing director, it was not an issue for me. That someone will be asking me, there's a clear distinction between a budget. There's also a clear distinction between expense. I track my expense every day, every month, every quarter. And it is a quarter-on-quarter review. We had quarterly reviews. Of, of, of course. We had, so when you're watching a program when people are making it look like something, and then it, isn't it so disheartening? That you look at it and say to yourself, how is a budget of the previous year approved in a new year? And they're having conversations and they're saying, you know, the act is that, that, that. This is all around the failure of succession planning and management. Who, is going to, who are the guys that are positioned to be ministers? Who are the guys that are going to become heads of parastatals? Is the country thinking in that, guys? With the experience you've had, that has brought you from being a young corporate executive to being an, an owner of your own business, working with partners. Where is Nigeria headed? What do you think went wrong? How do we repair it from a succession planning and management standpoint? Heidi, uh, um, thanks again for giving me this opportunity to air my views. Um, I think basically, there are two things I, I think um, really made this whole situation as bad as it is now. Uh, one is the failure of uh, family values. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember those days when we were much younger in, in the 70s, and our daddy would always say, don't take anything that belongs to you, that belongs to somebody to the house. You won't allow it. Uh, I remember that we can't even step out and do whatever we want to do because the discipline in the house was strong. Uh, I could also remember my dad always saying something about corruption, uh, don't don't if you if you ever find yourself in any position, we don't steal in my family. We don't do this. We don't do that. Please don't do don't try it. And for better understanding, my dad was actually one of the people that that created that made it possible the forest today between Abanikaka and uh, Owo. If, you, if people, you, people like if you will, yeah, okay. Uh, will, between, uh, Abanikaka is uh, is in you know, current Ondo State. Ondo State, um, and of course he was one time in charge of the loggings in um, in uh, Saplay TMP. So oh. we, so he has access to really do what he was supposed to do. But when he retired, his um, his pension was hundred naira um, in modern in modern cash. So it was really that uh, discipline that some of that most of us in my family 
uh, carry through. Um, just to also say that my my elder, my one of my elder brothers um, um, heads the Informatical um, Council of Nigeria as at uh, today, and we and we tend to have that discipline. Um, the issue about how we got here, how, when I when I when I step back and 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 use me and use myself as an example. I could remember in 1978, I think, when um, when there was this strong fight against apartheid, and I could remember some of the things my elder brothers used to say that we need to contribute money to this and we need to fight for this. And I remember also in one of those debating society, which my daughter never even attended, even when she, even the fact that she went to private school here in Lagos, um, we talked about how to really creates the value for Africa, not even for Nigeria. Uh, I remember the particular title that says um, no compromise with apartheid. And I also remember um, what is what is gentleman say, Joe Gaba, who was, who was in oh, charge of, of our Yeah, he was external affairs. Uh, external affairs. And all this because we have a very strong education system. Um, before I went to my secondary school and all that, and I, I saw myself in the University of Ife. I think from from there, especially from 1986, where we were home for almost nine months, that was the first time yes, ever. That, that was uh, under Babangida. Yes, that was under the, mm. the, the regime of, of mm. that gentleman. Mm. And and I also remember when we came back, most of, our lecturers, were dis- most of our lecturers left. Uh, I also very, very vividly that some of our lecturers went to Zimbabwe, some went to Gambia, and... And when we came back, we were struggling. Um, we live, I think you know, the, the set of lecturers that we met were the elderly ones. The younger ones just disappeared. So, so we're back so in 86 86. Um, I'm sure some of my colleagues, if they hear me, they will, they will mm, concord what I that's said. That's true. Nine yeah, months, that's yeah. when... So, what was so really was the... the it was a SAP... It was a SAP riot. SAP riot. It was a SAP riot. Nine uh, months shut down. Yeah, right, nine that's months true. Now, that was the first time. Yeah, so when, when we mm. all came back, uh, when we all came back... Um, the zeal there was just disappeared, and and if you if you take a step back to 1986 to today, mm. we are talking to we are talking 34. about 34 years, three decades. So and, if and if, a half, if, if kids that were were born in 88, in 88 90, they actually found themselves in this whole gap mm. in education because uh, they were they were no longer lecturers. Um, the whole education system uh, went. South went went south, and people didn't really care again. And unfortunately for the country, the subsequent regimes that that came up did not really give any any um, any, any any regards to education, and education and health were the two things. And when you ask these kids. I mean, as kids of 34, I mean, I still call them kids, 30 and 34 years old. They'll now, be very offended. They, I, mean, I know they'll be offended, but the truth here is that um, it's not their fault. I always tell people because it is what they met and it was what, it was what, they, what they were given to. Um, you could recall some time ago that I went to one of the school of education and the, and the HOD English couldn't speak English. Hey. Yes. He yeah, speak English. No, I remember telling you this. Yeah, you told me, yeah, and then the other ago. one you told me, which I can't say on air. Exactly. So how it's, how, it's, how PhD? What what <laughs> what, um, what creates that leverage for for countries? So the impute is the people is education. It, exactly. It's, it's what you give and give them. I asked my my daughter. Very true. Yeah, I asked my daughter what are the things that she likes in terms of does she know Africa very well? She said no. She, they were not taught. 
you know, you understand that. And I mm. always say to myself, um, I've gone around the whole of Nigeria, except mm. the yes. northwest and the Taraba area, and I could see the, uh, how education has deteriorated over time. Mm. And somebody that is not educated might not just understand what you're saying. You know, you say so so true because when I I tell you yesterday for me was a was pathetic. Each time I see the people that are leading us, either as lawmakers, as executors, or judges, I weep because the quality is suboptimal. Now you've kind of put it in a perspective that makes sense. I never, I have never really gone back to the SAP riots to trace, I mean, pre-SAP, post-SAP, you yeah. know, and during. But you see, that was the first time we actually had nine months shut down. Yeah. And Indeed. then the system did not recalibrate, was never the same again. Look at the quality of people. So you're talking about the 30s and the guys in the 30s and ladies in the 30s. Look at the display. I mean, yesterday I had to tweet about it to say, you're having lawmakers. I don't know how many of them on that committee. I don't know if you watched the the sad debacle yesterday. You know, it was a a debacle. And you had all of these lawmakers, they had given somebody the chair. There was a chairman sitting, Rashid. That chairman sat, hit the gavel many times. His own colleagues were distracting him, left, right, center, point of order, point. And I said efficiency of time, the time value, and having understanding, even the words. Now, must we speak English? There is no reason why somebody cannot speak his native language and get an interpreter to be able to say it. I mean, I'm saying it's as mundane as that, but... Education has played a big role. And say, you know, when we look at succession planning and management, we, the, our period now, the nation, nation can only thrive based on the input. The input comes from the people. The quality of the people, the factory is the family. The production line is in the family. And what they churn out and what the system is able to do with what comes from the production line is what ultimately becomes a picture of the nation. Yeah, I, I think too is the uh, the ultimate um, challenge that we had is is how effective our leaders were. Um, I've I, I mean I've gone through the national development plan document, the second, <laughs> the third, and I remember very well when Professor Babs Fafunwa, Fafunwa. Uh, developed the six thirty three four. Mm. And it was a it was a very uh, robust uh, education system, mm. which 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 gives the first um, six to the primary, yeah, the, the the three to the intermediate, junior, the junior, junior uh, secondary, exactly, senior secondary, the university, but, university. But, and and the onus to run that program was on the state government state. and the local government. Yes. Now, um, because before uh, prior prior to that, it was federal government that was. That's why Everywhere. we have uh, um, federal government colleges and yeah. all that. And, Unity and, schools. And, and as the population was uh, growing. was growing, there was not enough um, uh, available men Resources of integrity and, yeah. that could do that. Yeah. And I could also remember the frustration the man had, uh, one of those lectures I attended, and he said, "If I'm not quoting verbatim, but I'm just trying to paraphrase what paraphrase, he said. Paraphrase, yeah. He said that um, if Nigeria doesn't take care of the 3-3 three, three in the middle, mm. we are going to be in a very big problem. And, and that's, that's what has happened. The, the six and body. It's okay. Primary is, the, is in fact the the major uh, uh, middle is the three. The first three, 
where we have mm. what we used to call class one, class, class two, two, class two, class three. three. Now, the class at the end of the class three, you are supposed to either go to the the class four mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of the old system, mm-hmm. or you go and do the handwork, yeah, or whatever the technical, it is, the technical and all that. Yeah. But the first thing that happened after, uh, I think that that program started in the nineties. In the first instance, there was no there was there was no place for the first three to go. Technical colleges that went out were, exactly. So the the whole strategy of the six thirty three four just collapsed, and that's what it, and that's what has happened, and that's what's continuing to happen. Because if you don't if you don't take care of the first three, which which is if he, if if anybody has the document, they can go and read it and see what Professor Fafua and the and the other gentleman from if. Uh, Professor Adara Alegbe and the rest. I remember very well what they put together. So if if you can if we cannot relate with that first three, then that's where the I mean that's how we missed it. And uh, as a, and as and as a country, the six three three four was a concept that was really fantastic on paper. And like every other thing that we do in this country, we missed it. It's a sad tale, you know. It's a sad tale. But I like the fact that within these first principles I've been teaching, the are days about reflections. It's a sad tale, but seriously, um, Aaron, um, I really believe that if things are going to change, um, we need something more drastic. Because I looking, <laughs> watching television and seeing the quality of brigandage tells me this can continue for long. Something, something has to happen to our, to our minds, our mindsets, our mind traps. And when you trace it, education is so critical. Unfortunately, Nigerians tend to focus on federal. They don't realize that the state, the responsibility, state and local, the decentralization of these key elements is what will give us the economic growth we are looking for. Huh? Well, we'll open the phone lines. Um, I know if you and I continue on this trajectory, we will probably uh, we'll finish the day. I know that our listeners want to chime in. Um, friends, I'm going to reel out the numbers. It's Navigate with ID. I have a special guest today in the person of Mr. Rashid Mohammed, a good friend of mine. And um, uh, we've just been talking around, you know, reflecting on our country, on our people, and indeed the future. You can join us and let's look at what these gaps mean. Uh, because we are products of a system that Halbert was fairly okay. And look at where we are. So what's going to happen down the road when a destructive means can never give birth to a constructive end? But we must start from somewhere. I'd like to you, I'd like to open the phone lines. Your questions to RM and uh, let him... This man has so much history behind him. So let's tease the history out of him. The numbers it's zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three zero eight zero nine two 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 zero nine one three and zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. That last line as always it's a WhatsApp line. You can also tweet at Lagos Talks nine one three. My handle is at I D Y E N A N G. The lines are open. You can now chime in and let's have your thoughts, questions. Um, because, again, Rashid, I'm going to push. I knew the lines. The minute we open it, we are good. <laughs> Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Do we have someone on the line? Lagos Talks. Okay. Um, yeah. RM, you yeah. know, 
I, I hear you very well. Um, the other part of, of it in terms of uh, career, career prog- progression and building a pathway for a person is also from the background of that person. Mm. And uh, like I said to you off air, the family has also broken down in, in, in a very terrible direction. Family and values family have gone values south. Have, have really gone south. Absolutely. So I think that's really another major issue. That's why I said the product, production uh, line is faulty. Uh, we're, all, we're all into money, money, money. Okay. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, sir. Who's calling? Uh, Felix is calling Friday. Who? My name is Felix. Oh, Felix. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, let's let's have your your point. Please, uh, I did. Let me say this and, uh, for the hearing of uh, many. We make sure we have a card now. And the incidents that have been happening, in as much that there are no consequences for the action and all the happening around. I don't think we are going, uh, going to make any progress. For the head to the bottom, I can't, I can't really see. All right. Mm. Yes, that is just a... Thank you. So we need to think about that very well. Anybody okay. is uh, in position of working or the other, let okay. us just examine every one of us. If I see, then we can make a change. All right. Thank you, for, thank, you. thank you for that contribution. What Felix is saying, we need to have a proper, almost a fishbone analysis. And then it also starts, I don't know if people understand what the fishbone analysis is. If you don't, just Google it simply. Then this is your business school on radio, so we can always teach you and push you in a direction that may help you. We'll take um, the next call, and I know that um, we have a few messages, and my boss will soon manage it. Lagos Talks. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Yes, um, boss. Uh, this is coming from Babatunde saying, Okulaydi. Um, good, afternoon. good afternoon. My name is Babatunde. I've learned a lot from Mr. Rashid. Hmm. Um, the educational system in the country is really disheartening. Only God can help us in this terrible moment we find ourselves. Uncle Heidi, once again, we are going to support you. Please kindly come up for president. <laughs> this man, I was, I don't, he's one so presidential hopeful. Uh, and, um, Aram, yeah. I want to. Let's look at let's look at how we built our leadership pipeline. Okay. What do you think we need to do differently given historical dimension? So the lines are buzzing. After this, uh, but I'll take that question. Lagos Talks. Yeah, hello. Yeah, yes. good afternoon, sir. Yes, good afternoon. Who is calling, sir? Yeah, this is Victor. All right, Victor. Let's have you briefly. Yes, uh, I was listening to the uh you give your oh. guests give about the disconnect mm. uh, happening on this our younger generation mm. yes um i i have to point this out yes because i watched my dad uh, um was the former civil servant with the center uh, of and worked for 35 years mm, and i remember him coming back home always complaining coming back home always talking about the fraud that goes on there. Coming back home, always watching his colleagues being sacked, fired after they found them guilty. So he's now he's retired. 
He's in his, I think, early 60s. Yes, early 60s. So, I think that generation, all this younger generation, first of all, an apology, because that is where they started getting sour. Apology for what? Yeah. What they is the apology? That right direction, because now this younger generation, we are all about money inclined. We want to make it big, we want to make it fast. Okay. It's because what we saw in those other older generation coming up. Uh, you know what? That is where mm. this is getting. Can I can I chime in a little bit? Okay. You are giving us a vivid example of your dad and yes. what he was telling you about the happenings then. But yes. you belong to before you ask for an apology. What have you uh -huh. done with the learnings that your father has imputed into you? Because you're asking yes. for an apology. That apology uh -huh. is also, you're saying in other words, for the older part of us, we should apologize for what your dad has taught you and has put you through. Why are you not putting, and your, co your, your peers, why are you not putting those things that your parents have taught you to practice? I'm putting it, I'm putting it to practice. That's what so I'm why do you want I an apology? Every week. No, I know. Because Do you understand? That's um, the fourth step. That's the fourth step to restoration. No, you see, I, I want us to. This is where we must be honest with ourselves. Uh -huh. I have a son. I have. I'm. I'm a son, and I have a son. My father is okay. eighty-five. The values my father put in me are those values that have helped me on my journey thus far. That's how and why I can come share with you. Now, there are choices in this thing. Even in my father's time, was there corruption? Yes. I was in this country at 1973 when there was Udoji Award. I was, yes. just, I was just seven years old. But I can tell you about Udoji Award at seven. Now, it's all about, first and foremost, the individual saying, what am I doing to sop the information around and be able to change my environment? Very many times we are easily throwing these things out. I hope you understand why my pushback is. Because every yes. time I hear this generation owes an apology. Apology for what? I have a 25-year-old son. My son cannot ask me, Dad, give me an apology because I have groomed him by the grace of God and trained him up to be able to stand. If he doesn't and refuses to stand, he can't ask an apology from me. You understand where I'm going? Because we need to start balancing the act. Yes, there are bad... Uh, Aram, your yeah. thoughts? Well, it's very interesting. Um, it's easy for... <laughs> The, for the youth of today to say they, they have the they demand an apology for sure. us and it's um, I don't want to go into the black uh, black life matters and all that but if you go into the history if you read the history of of slavery and all that the first question I, I, I used to ask my colleagues that did the white man come to my village to pick me to pick my great great grandfather because my, my village was raided mm. no they did not mm. So um, uh, they went through intermediaries. Yes. And intermediaries, we know some of the families till tomorrow. Yes. So the, the, the truth here is that um, is the is the family. Hmm. It's what you do with what your dad says to you. And if your dad has that tendency to, uh, to, to put his hands into stuff the that cookie jar. the cookie jars, by, that gentleman always say, then it becomes... Very difficult. A tradition. Yeah, it's really a tradition. Mm. Um, according to my people, monkey not a bone dog. At all? Yes. So when, so, so when you have that at the back of your mind, you say to yourself, do you really, um, uh, this is the history of what I've heard about my people. Can you change it? Aram, you were, you were privileged to attend a first 
class rated university. I mean, if uh, yeah, within yeah, our climate. Yeah, it was, yes. I did not. I attended you know, my time, Cross River State University. It was a state university. Now, did that in any way, has it affected the outlook? Did it in any way, when I came over to Cadbury as commercial director, did anybody, when I carry my certificate to say Cross River State University, not. did it change from you carrying your University of Ife? No, no. In fact, most people didn't know I was from Ife. Nobody, many it, people. Sometimes quiet. it is what you make out of that opportunity. And for me, is exactly what I want young people. Let us stop this, you know, we, yes, our educational system totally sucks. I agree. Gone down south. What are you doing to improve yourself and your immediate environment? Because now the internet has made it possible that education is no longer, you cannot use that as an excuse. You can take all kinds of university courses. You can go to school without being in a school. Yeah. What are you doing about it? We must fix this country from a perspective of the individual, then the family, community, local government, states, before we start thinking federal. Arem, I'm going to have you back here. I mean, we're not, the, you know, it's the, just the, the beginning the, the, the of so I, many the, things yeah, that we I mean, need to talk so about. Much, there's so much I, 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 I feel so passionate about my country, very. Um, even when things are really not going right, I always say to people, if you run away from your country, who's going to build it? I mean, I had the opportunity to work for some other companies during my uh, two-year program in, in London. UK, yeah. After the two-year program, you I, still told, came I, back. I told my kids... Because um, I don't know, somehow my kids went to tell their teacher and the, and the local government in, of Birmingham City came to my house and said to me that he heard that I'm going back with my kids. I said, yes, I'm going back to Nigeria. This was 2003. He said, why? That they, they can I said, no, I'm going back. I want to teach them what, what my dad taught me. You understand that? So it was, it was easy for me to have just run away. But I came back, and I came back, and I and I believe there, that there's the something I'm going to that, say that that that, 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 that people. I hope people don't take offense here. When we finished in our time in the early eighties, I finished secondary school in 1981, Baptist Academy. Many people that could not get into the university at that time and went abroad were the guys that could not pass. Was they were the second class in terms of intellect? Those that were not that. Uh, what do they call it now? Grade three. Those that were not didn't have good grades were the ones that were easily being shipped abroad. That was what happened in those days. Yeah, I recall. It was recall. not yeah. because the good guys that were doing well in school did not need to go. To, the UK was a place that they would go when person not pass for here. They would say, "Papa, go just pass and go London." But what happened? But you know, it's back to the individual that you choose and to back be to the here. Family. Back to the family. So as we are, we can blame the government for all we care. Exactly. But the truth is the government is us and we are government. When you step in tomorrow as Minister of Education... I'll, with, I'll, I'll pull out uh, Banz Fafua's uh, uh, reports and, and follow you to the latter. See how it took us, how long it took us to even implement a simple report that was meant to restructure the entire civil service. Or also a report came back, came out how many years... And did, you, and did you see the remarks on that report? Story for another day, Aram. Exactly. Because if we are going to fix our country, we must fix with elements that we have within yeah. our hands. Yeah, I did, this, um, uh, just for, 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 for just to close because yeah. we have a minute yeah, to, yeah, to shoot sorry, out. Yeah, just just to quickly let me quickly say this. Remember, Mamsa. Yes. 
mass mobilization, exactly. social and economic. Um, Professor Jerry Ghana. Yes, Difri and Mamsa in those exactly. days. Exactly. Um, so there, there were too many ideas that that, mm. that that came out, but how did we handle it as a people, as a country? It's sad. Very sad. Rome was not built in a day, but some people have to think through. Well, friends, this has been a very sober episode, I tell you. Um, but I think if he's, um, All right. he wants um, to... This is coming from a listener saying, please, how do I spell the riot? Is it S-A-A-B? Big thanks for No, okay, it. I beg your pardon. The SAP was SAP, Structural Adjustment, Adjustment Program. Program. Yeah. Okay, SAP. So we call this SAP then, S-A-P. Sorry for, sorry for, sorry that. for that. You know, acronyms. Then the riots came as a result of the structural adjustment program, which said we should tighten our belts. Yeah. So some people at the point, they tightened into the point that they became, we had a lot of figure eight around. <laughs> so that's the SAP riots, and, the SAP riots. And riot uh, was actually hand, uh, headed by the students. The students drove it they at drove that it. time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, good afternoon, Uncle Heidi and your esteemed guest. Beautiful analysis from your guest. I did watch yesterday's shenanigans and my heart bleeds because some people just deem it fit to milk the country dry, knowing that they are immune to justice. So I am a student and I have applied as a volunteer intern in companies to date. No response. Not even from a bottled water company. Sir, mm. can everyone be an entrepreneur? No. No. Absolutely not. Not. No. Don't let anybody fool with the other things. You must be an entrepreneur. No. no, be everybody. Be an entrepreneur. You, but you can have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Don't let people fool you and carry you into what is not. Well, it's something we're going to talk about next time. Aram, I hope I can extract something from you. A promise that someday we'll have you back here. Um, I will. Uh, but we have the next time we come, we'll just kind of stretch this envelope from beginning to the end. Thank you so much. I know it just took me to hey, RM. Let's let's go. Let's go fishing. And here you are. Thanks for coming. Eh? Thank you very much, uh, and thank you very much for the audience for listening. Pleasure, Antifi. The big salute. I'm Tiffy. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs>